0: bestie welcome to another episode of time for tea i'm so excited it is the second episode i still cannot believe that we're already at the second episode and today we're going to be talking about thrifting however i'm taking a different um perspective to it and we're going to be going into um why i love it so much why i share so much about it um common misconceptions i have received bullying i had to go through because of it issues i've had because of it as well friends and thrifting and as well the toxic community of thrifting um these will all be based upon my experiences however sometimes i will be taking a little bit of a general overview over this topic um First of all, I want to start today's episode by thanking you for all your messages on last week's episode. So many of you have messaged me about feeling like you're talking to a bestie and you also told me that at times you felt like you were just talking to yourself. And for me, that means so much. That's exactly what I wanted this podcast to be like. I wanted it to That's why I even called it Time for Tea, apart from the fact that I love tea so much and I'm holding literal mug of tea as we speak. (laughs) But apart from that, I named it that because I wanted it to feel like we're at a restaurant or we're at home on the sofa and we're just chatting on end. Um, And that's exactly what I want today to be as well. Um, Last episode was very, very emotional for me. Um And you have asked me for a part two. So I will definitely be um giving you a part two very, very soon. However, I just can't explain how much I'm liking recording these podcasts. They feel so natural for me. And at first I was going to push myself to like record them and put them on YouTube as well. But then I realized that that would put me in a place where I would get ready and it wouldn't be as raw. As it is right now where I'm in my PJs, I'm I have a blanket over me, it's just me in my natural space and with that I feel so comfortable to just share things which you wouldn't usually share. I think it's just me and my head, but yes, that's it. <laughs> um so I will start with my gratitudes. So let's have a mini pause. So, for this week, on my gratitude list, I have three very me gratitudes. You'll understand why instantly. So, I've been meaning to make a vision board for my iMac way before this year started. And here I am, almost end of February, and I've managed to make the vision board on my iMac. I already made myself one. Um, however, I wanted one on my iMac because I use it. Fairly enough that when I use it, I want to see what I want to achieve right in front of me. It makes me so much more motivated and I finished it. So I'm really grateful for having it finally. I'm also li- really, really grateful for all of you listening. Um, I'm super in awe at how much support I achieve from you besties I love calling you besties because that's exactly what you are to me um and I love having you especially you real besties that constantly 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 support me message me wait for me to message back um I love having you in different on different platforms like I like having you on Instagram I like having you on TikTok I like talking to you on Facebook and then I like knowing you're listening this podcast as well. So I really want to thank you for being here. And I'm really grateful that you decided to be here as well. And lastly, I'm also really grateful for all the opportunities that are coming my way. I'm finally at a point in my life where I'm seeing myself head towards the directions I honestly have been wanting to head towards for ages Please bear with me. I'm really adjust, I'm really trying to adjust to this recording thing. Um because I just realized I had my mic pointing downwards this whole time. So I think you're listening, you can hear me better now. Um I don't know exactly where I was. However, I think I was at the part where I was expressing my gratitude towards all the opportunities coming my way. And I'm sharing this to give you a reminder that Yes, you will feel like something you're doing or some things you're doing aren't getting you anywhere. And you will feel like, what the hell am I doing still working at them when I am not seeing any progress? Um, And I'm at a point in my life where I'm finally seeing opportunities come my way in an area of my life where I almost felt stuck for years. And I'm really, really grateful for that as well. And I want this to remind you that you can as well. And that sometimes, yes, you'll feel like you're working towards something that doesn't even exist or that doesn't even want you back. Um, but more often than not, if you keep on putting the hard work you're putting, you'll get exactly where you want to get. And it will be so beautiful once you do because you would have worked, you would have put so much time and effort and you have you you would have wanted it so once you get to it it will feel like it's been yours this whole time and that's what i'm telling myself as well that if i know i want something so much it's already mine so whenever i get to to the end goal that doesn't really matter the process is just as beautiful as getting to the end goal because if we think if we think a little bit How many times and how much time do we spend actually appreciating the end goal, us reaching the end goal of something? Because I myself don't spend so much time. I enjoy the process. I get to the end goal. I maybe, maybe if I'm lucky, tap myself on the back. And then I think of another goal I want to reach, which is not good. But that's what I do. And I think so many of us do it. So, yes, we need to trust the process. I put something on my vision board and it's staring me right in the eye. That's exactly why I put it there, which says, trust the seeds you are planting. Because we are always planting seeds when when we're putting work towards something, whether that is school, whether that is work, whether that is your career, whether it is your dream or your family or, you know, saving up to buy a house. You're literally planting seeds that will eventually sprout. So... Yes, now is the perfect time to think about your gratitudes. What are you grateful for this fine Sunday? Um, maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your mindset and um, you can message me with your gratitudes If you want, I'd love to listen. However, if not, I would recommend you to write them down and it will help you to not only feel more grateful for them, but also, you can look back at them in a few weeks and realize that sometimes you're, you're then grateful for something that has absolutely nothing to do with what you felt grateful last week and realize how much our moods and our, where we're at in life affect what we're grateful for. Sometimes we're grateful for our mental health. Sometimes we're grateful we get to go out so much, you know. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Time for you to think. We can finally start talking about the actual topic of this podcast. So, today, as I said, we'll be tackling thrifting, but we'll be tackling thrifting not with regards to where I thrift, how I found this, how I found that. More of the info you see me share on Instagram. Here, we're delving deeper on the tea of thrifting like all the things I've had to experience because of it, which were both beautiful and sometimes not so beautiful, but I still haven't got myself to hate it because I know. It's literally a part of me, like my finger is. (laughs) So let's start. Um, I will be starting by, first of all, why obviously I love it so much. So I have shared this before on Instagram. So you might have heard it, you might have not. And I love thrifting so much because I've been going thrifting since I was young I remember myself going drifting with my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother would take along sometimes, and we would go to the Razzetta al um, it's inspired in Marsaskala, and um, we would go there so much that we had a little joke, an inside joke, and when someone would ask us where our clothes are from, we would say RTH, because... It is in short for Razzat So me and my mom and my sister would joke about this a lot. And it was something that I really enjoyed doing because it brought me closer to my mom. It made me really, really love clothes as well. Because that at that time, I was still so young. However, when we went home, I would always go home. My mom would wash my clothes. Um, and then I would try on everything And style outfits together. Sometimes I would be very bummed because some clothes wouldn't fit or would be too big. The ones which were too big, I would always keep them. And I once kept myself a pair of diesel denim, which wouldn't fit. And I was sure they were never going to fit. However, I decided to keep them. And I had lost some weight around a year ago. And I decided to just try them on, and I said, you know what? If these don't fit, I will part ways. Um, and they fit. And obviously, with wear and with wash, they have grew bigger. So now they fit me very big. However, they I can still style them, and I still wear them at times. But that is just where my love towards thrifting comes from. For me, thrifting is all my childhood memories with my parents not all but most of them and me beginning to love clothes not because I go to shop for them at the mall um, but because it's an experience getting them and it's just it gives me a big adrenaline rush when I'm trying them on. It reminds me of younger Kelly who didn't even know how much this would be such a a big part of her life at this age and Yes, basically, you know, thrifting is literally my whole life at this point. That's what I consider it to be. So I have nothing but, but love for it. It reminds me of my mom. It reminds me of my dad. It reminds me of my sister. It reminds me of my childhood. My childhood, especially now that I'm delving into a different spectrum of thrifting. Um, I have nothing but love for thrifting, honestly. Um, I also wanted to share why I share so much about it and basically when I decided to, I was 16 basically and I was already with Ansel and we were talking about, you know, me wanting to start a YouTube channel and I did start the YouTube channel but I didn't see myself actually, I didn't see YouTube channel being enough me. And three episodes in, I hadn't shared anything thrifting related. And then I realized that what if I shared a thrift haul? I was so scared. I it was so out of my comfort zone. First of all, because I was still starting YouTube and I get real, real ache watching myself. <laughs> um. However, because I didn't know what the people watching, especially being at college at that age, at 16, would think of me. Um, However, I decided to go for it. It was the best decision I've ever made. First of all, because the video performed so well, it made me believe in myself more when it came to content creating. Um, Secondly, because thanks to the bullying I had to go through, soft bullying, I would call it, because it wasn't direct. It was rather indirect. However, through that bullying I went through, I felt myself grow. And I realized how passionate I was about drifting even more. Because if it was something I just decided to try, I would have not done it again. With how, how many ugly things people my age were saying about me behind my back. Um, But I I decided to just go for it because, you know, with the bad comments, you always get positive ones. At that time, they weren't so balanced. However, I thank myself for taking the plunge to start sharing about it because I am now 22. And the first thing that comes to mind when I go thrifting is I can't wait to share... (laughs) I'm sorry if you can hear Ansel sneezing. <laughs> um, I want this to be as natural as possible, so I will continue. um what was I saying? I was talking about why I share so much about it. Yes, now at twenty two my first thought when I go thrifting is I can't wait to go home to share a thrift haul with my besties um I can't wait to go home to where the thrift the vlog I've, I've vlogged today, I've shot today. Those are the thoughts. And that's why I love thrifting so much these days. Because I know I'm going to create content with it that you're going to love. I know there will be people who literally enjoy every second of me showing you what I've found. And um, there will also be those who just decide to send me. Photos of things you've shared, of things you've thrifted, and yes, that's basically why I decided to share so much right now. At this point, it's so natural for me that I don't consider that I'm doing something that's not normal for other people. If that makes sense, like other people, you listening might not be a content creator, and the first thing you do when you go thrifting is maybe go home and show your friends or your mom i come home to show you <laughs> i also show my mom as well um however i like to show her when she's beside me because i still like that um h- real life whole aspect towards it anywho um on to the next one which is bullying so as i said as i said um with deciding to finally start sharing my thrifting lifestyle on youtube obviously bad comments came <laughs> I had to explain myself to a lot of people who came to the realization that I have now a YouTube channel at that age. These were friends or so-called friends. These were lecturers. I would be scared. The perfect word for this would be scared shitless. Um, when I went into a lecture room and I would hear either a background song which, which was very, very close to one which I was using, or my voice. And I did, not once, but twice, if I'm not mistaken, pass um, next to lecture rooms at Junior College and heard my voice um, being screened on the interactive um, by students. So, yes, that wasn't nice. However, I would just walk by you know tell myself that they're just watching because they're enjoying it what they were doing i don't know (laughs) however i also remember this one time where i was sitting down in the foyer i was with my friend at the time and there were a group of people of of teenagers you could call them and they were watching my video and i had just posted a thrift holiday before And they were watching it. They were watching it and they were talking about it and saying things like, She wears ugly she wears dirty clothes. How can she wear dirty clothes? This makes her so dirty. I don't know how she's sharing this. And they were they were saying the most unnecessary, nasty comments about this video and me. And I was sitting literally five spots away, but there was the You've decided to start sharing this life. So you have to now accept that these comments will be passed on. That was when I realized that this friend was not a good friend. And I have to, you know, find myself a new friend. Because you don't just say that to someone who's feeling uncomfortable about something that they had to push themselves out of. Um, however, yes. still <laughs> won't stop sneezing at the perfect timing. 10 minutes in and he's still sneezing. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yes, I was talking about junior college. Um, there was once this time where I had a lecturer. He was quite, you know, old, if that's the right term for it, and he told me that I would be a better YouTuber if I didn't share about secondhand clothes. And because that doesn't make me so professional. And he also said that, you know, maybe if I refine my English accent and make it less Maltese, I would be a better YouTuber. To that I answered, first of all, I'm Maltese. I'm proud to be Maltese. And if my accent sounds too Maltese, well, so be it. And second of all, I'm trying to educate people, especially ones like you, (laughs) who are so close minded to understand why thrifting is so beneficial. I mean, you can decide not to do thrifting, but still understand its benefits. Just like, for instance, I understand all the benefits of yoga. However, I still don't make time for it, if that makes sense. So, yes, I went through a fair share of indirect bullying. Let me call it that. It was directed towards me, but it wasn't necessarily the kind which you don't want to show your face there and, you know, all that. Um about thrifting. However, this hasn't made me hate thrifting. If anything, it has made me love it more. um And it has brought me closer to it, if that makes sense, because it's something more personal and more unique to me. um It's thrifting itself is unique to anyone, really, because what you'll find is never not and is never what you like what you'd expect at a normal store, which makes it, for instance, what I go towards when drifting is different to what you go towards when drifting, you know, but yes, you have understood. And um, now I want to go over some common misconceptions. So some common misconceptions I've had to explain to people is, for instance, that drifting includes only dirty clothes. And the real, the real answer is no, because all the volunteers, all the people taking care of charity shops and thrift stores go through such a hassle to choose out all the good clothes that really, if if with dirty, what you mean is they need to be washed, well, yes, but if with dirty, my first thing that comes to mind, the first thing that comes to mind when someone says something is dirty for me is poop, you know, all these things that are literally dirty, mud, Drifted clothes aren't dirty. They can easily be washed with the washing machine, just as you can easily wash clothes which you buy from a store. And yes, I think that's the biggest one. I have others. However, I don't want to spend so much time talking about common misconceptions just because I have more juicy things to share. Let me get into issues I've had because of it. So basically... These are a little bit of experiences I want to explain because I never had the chance to go into my <laughs> my on my stories. So, first of all, once I was at a thrift store. The day before, I had posted uh, a a post on a Maltese group, and um, maybe you could be part of it. And um, called the beauty game. And I shared an outfit I had thrifted and it got it got so so many nice comments. It made me really, really understand that there are people who actually want to know more about it. And the next day I went thrifting. And when I went there, a woman, a woman a woman, <laughs> a woman came to to me, a lovely lady, so it seemed, um, and she told me, I think you're the one who was on the beauty game, right? I told her, yes, yes, I was. Um, And she told me, you know what? It's because of people like you that us thrifters don't really find anything these days. And I stood there and just looked at her like, I'm sorry, I don't really understand what you're saying. And she went on and on and on about how us sharing all this charity shop information is is reducing our chances of finding good things at the thrift store. Now, um, I have been drifting for all my life, as I've already said. I consider myself, so I think my mom says that she took me drifting for the first time when I was four. Because that's when this car boot sale um, started taking place in Waisa Scala. Um, but I don't remember myself being four. So the first time I remember myself was around six and I used to find a lot back then. They were very cheaper. However, I still find the same amount these days. The only difference is that they're not so cheap. However, so so, so there's still the, the possibility of you finding so many things, even though uh, people like me decide to share, you know, all the information they know about thrifting. And it was astonishing to me that I got scolded at the shop because of me deciding to share my thrifting lifestyle. And this woman, this woman kept going on and on and on about, you know, we should keep these secrets because then we'll find more things. And she didn't even understand, I think, the whole idea of thrifting and that at the base, at the very basis, it is beneficial. And people should do it because it's beneficial. Next, because it does well um, for them money-wise. Next, because you can dress well while not, you know, breaking the bank. And next, you have your own personal reasons. However, it is beneficial, you know. (laughs) So, yes, I just want to really share that because, for me, I don't see how gatekeeping will influence what you find at the thrift store. So, yes um i've had my fair share of um issues when drifting i've also had one um on instagram a few months ago where i posted a little sewing um tutorial and it was about three pants i had drifted and i was showing um you how you can alter them at the waist to make them smaller and some people didn't take it the right way because some people were saying you know you should just leave it there you should just leave it there for whoever can find it and whoever fits that size and realistically this is something that I wanted to talk about in this videos in this video sorry in this podcast specifically that thrifting is not only for the poor. Whilst the poor are more likely to go thrifting and they will find enough clothing, thrifting is not only for the poor. There are so many clothes going around in circles around the world. There is enough clothing to keep us going for ages. If we stop Even if we stop creating new clothes, so manufacturing new clothes. If we stop at this moment manufacturing all clothes that are being manufactured at all brands worldwide, there would be enough clothing going around to keep us safe, to keep us warm for ages if we take care of it properly. Because clothing can last with the right proper with the proper care um, and this is something that I have been made to feel uncomfortable about both on TikTok both on Instagram mostly by foreigners though which makes me think um, because most of them were American or Canadian are American or Canadian more likely to think that thrifting is just for the poor because realistically yes I wasn't Rich when I was young. That's why we opted for thrifting because it would get us more clothing at a cheaper um, you know, rate. However, thrifting is not only for the poor. I'm don't consider myself poor, luckily, and very gratefully at this very moment. However, I love going there and I will not stop doing it because I know that even though I'm buying two items someone who really really needs to just go to the thrift store to find something will still find things and with that goes hand in hand with the reel I mentioned where I was altering pants which were not my size if you go to a charity shop you realize that there are so many clothing with different sizes going around that you're definitely going to find something and Speaking from my experience, I've literally found so many plus size and bigger sizes, if that makes sense, of clothing at thrift stores, sometimes even more than smaller sizes. So let's not just generalize um, when it comes to this topic, you know, because I feel like we should be more open-minded about it. And then I've come to this part. I wanted to tackle friends with regards to drifting as well. Basically, I I was once asked um, on a TV show I went on a few months back now. It was like a month ago um, on the show Iluma Steph on TVM. And basically she asked me, what do your friends think of you because you wear thrifted clothes or how do your friends take it that you wear thrifted clothes? And funnily enough, at the moment, I don't consider myself having a lot of friends. Um, So I don't, you know, have any new friends coming in that haven't accepted me wearing thrifted clothing. However, when I explain to friends that I wear thrifted clothing, I've always been met with smiles and I've always been met with, can you please explain? Because I don't really know what drifting is. Or sometimes, yes, I've been drifting once. Can we go together? I would love to. And obviously I would love to as well. For instance, next Thursday, next Tuesday, I'm going drifting with one of my teammates in my classroom. And we're going drifting and she's going drifting for the first time. So I'm really, really excited. for it and yes I wanted to include this because it's okay that you sometimes have to explain to new people in your life or to people that have been there about things you're venturing into and it's okay for them to not understand because I understand that not everyone will like thrifting just not just like how there are things that I do not like to do or wouldn't see myself doing Let me think. I wouldn't bungee jump, for instance. Other people would pay all their money to go bungee jumping. However, for me, even if you gave me a free ticket to go, I wouldn't. So like I understand that there are people who definitely wouldn't go, some would still love to know about it, and some are open-minded enough that they can understand its benefits and tell you, you know what, I wouldn't see myself doing it, but kudos to you. Enjoy it and let me know how it goes for you. So yes, it's okay to exp- to have to explain to your friends or it's okay if your friends give you like a very weird vibe at first if you have been going thrifting or if you were deciding to go thrifting, but it can be enjoyable as well. And tell them, <laughs> if you have friends who are just starting out in drifting, tell them that if they don't find anything, please do not get disheartened. And realistically, it can be just something you enjoy doing together as friends. It can be like your thing. And yes, drifting has brought me closer to so many people. Um, like, for instance, the relationship I have with my mom. I love when she comes home or I go to her house and she comes with something she has thrifted for me. (laughs) It reminds me of when we were children, I was a child, not my mom. Um, And it also reminds me a little bit of my grandma because even though they didn't go thrifting, they did go to bazaars, um, which would be hosted by the the church and my mom also tells me that when i was about to be born she went to the saint augustine bazaar that they would host every like season and she got herself so many newborn clothing and so this like idea of circular fashion has been going on for ages and it's so nice that, first of all, we're at a time where we have the choice to either go with circular fashion or go with fast fashion or go with slow fashion, even though I'm a slow fashion, you know, lover. And I'm, I even consider myself an activist towards it. However, we're so lucky that we get to choose because bef- before there wasn't enough money and opportunity for, you know, them to choose. Because money was more scarce and people would just sew their clothing. And sometimes, for instance, my mom says that my grandma would, you know, take out a lot of clothes. Um, In the Maltese we say tofto. (laughs) I can't get the word at this very moment in English. What? Rip off. off? Okay, thank you, Ansel, for coming with the word. Um, She would rip off rip out exactly all the clothing that they wouldn't be wearing and she would make something totally new out of them or for instance when things would be knitted she would literally I don't know the term but I'm calling it (laughs) unknit them uh, perfectly make a big ball of yarn out of the top they no longer wear again and knit something new out of it so I'm very, very happy that I continue to share these values that our family have got and have had. And yes, I'm really excited that I I can share this these values with you besties here, on my Instagram, on my YouTube, if I ever decide to continue it, and wherever life takes me, you know. Um, so I have been talking for a while now. And I really think I should take a break. <clears throat> My tea has got cold. And yes, that was today's episode. I don't know. Do, I do, I don't know if it was the best one. I feel like last week's was better. Let me know uh, what you think about it. Should I tackle less items in one episode, or should I tackle more items in an episode, or should I make the episode longer? I would love to hear what you think about how long the episodes are and if there is anything you want me to talk about i'm here i already have a few recommendations you've recommended and next week's topic is a very exciting one so do stay tuned for that i am always open for a good chat on my instagram so find me at kelly pisani um, there if you want I want to see what you've thrifted. I also want to listen to your thrifting experiences because if you've had some toxic experiences yourself, I would love to listen to that. And speaking of toxic experiences, I haven't said how, unfortunately, like everything, like in everything else, there is a toxic community in thrifting which surrounds its toxicity around what I have shared with you earlier um, about, you know, thrifting being only for the poor, thrifting having a lot of rules that don't necessarily exist, like if something is not your size, don't thrift it, or if, you know, these things which are really up to the person thrifting, because you know that if something is not your size, but you want it enough, you can pay it, you can pay for it, because most probably you will never come across something exactly like it. So, you know, I don't believe in that, in this all this toxicity going around. Live and death live. And as I said, if you're being mindful about thrifting, um, you're not causing any harm, in my opinion. In my most humble opinion, I could be wrong. However, I think that you're not doing any harm if you're being mindful about what you're drifting, And you're, ju- you're not just thrifting for the sake of taking things home. So, yes, see you next Sunday for our afternoon tea. In the meantime, let's chat on Instagram, bestie. I hope you have a good day or a good night. And, yes, I'll catch you on my next episode on Sunday. Bye-bye.